With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Bienvenidos to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your girl, Amara Negra. And you're listening to Exactly Amada, a production of iHeart. You guys already know that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. I hope you guys have been enjoying this season of Exactly Amada. I hope you've learned stuff. You've connected with me. You've gotten to know more of me. All those great things because I just love doing this show for you guys. I really do. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and rate us those five stars I love to see. Leave us a review and, you know, we love to, to see what you guys have to say. I'm always down to reply and be part of, of your experience on my show. Head over to the YouTube where you will be able to watch or listen to the podcast by searching for My Cultura Podcast and clicking on Exactly Amara. Today's topic is about social media influencers and the youth. This is a very important topic, okay? As a, as a mother, as an as a artist, as a daughter, as a woman, as a human being, as everything you can imagine. I have my own perspective and opinion on social media. And I have it from both aspects. I have it from being the one that influences others to do things and behave a certain way or, you know, their fashion statement or the music that they listen to or their opinions of relationships and all these other great things. And then I also have my opinion from the other side, the other spectrum of being the one influenced by the things that I see. Today, we're going to talk about a very serious topic and it's very urgent topic. The, the truth of the matter, it is that throughout the years, you know, social media uh, influencers, to me, to a certain extent, should be accountable, right, for the youth behavior and the way that it harms the youth and the generation to come. But at the same time, there's another part of me that feels like, Social media shouldn't be your mother and your father. Social media shouldn't be the ones teaching you how to live your life, how to behave, and the things that you should and shouldn't do. But at the same time, we spend most of our time, even as adults, you know, we're talking about kids, the adults, we spend a lot of time, hours of our days stuck on social media. What do we expect our kids to do? Our kids probably spend probably even more time, especially now with the whole TikTok and everything else. I'm not the biggest TikToker which, by the way, you guys can follow me at Amara La Negra ALN on TikTok. I don't really TikTok, but besides TikTok, there's so many new social media apps and just websites and all types of stuff, Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, once upon a time, Twitter, now X and, and you know, 
the thriller and and there's just so many things to keep up. That's how I know that I'm feeling old because like I can't keep up with everything else that's going on. But this topic, I've seen it. I've seen a lot of parents talk about it. Educators, experts, concerned about the negative effect that social media and influencers have on mental health and you know children and adolescents. I personally have mixed emotions. There's a part of me that feels like, you know what, if you're an adult and you're over here, you know, motivating, influencing, you know, teenage kids or whatever the case may be to do stupid trends or, you know, stick your hand in boiling water and look and see what happens type of thing. Yes, you should be held accountable. But at the same time, there's a part of me that feels as a parent, it is my duty to raise my children to know what to do and what not to do. Don't stick your hand in no damn boiling water because you already know what's going to happen. Why are you listening to this person? I understand that kids spend so much time on social media and on all these other platforms and they end up becoming friends and socializing with other, you know, all these other people. And now they want to listen and follow to what everybody else is saying. Social media influencers are the people who have the largest numbers of followers on platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, all these other things. And they promote products and services, lifestyle and their own opinions like I do myself. I get paid to promote a lot of products. Just because you see someone on social media that you follow rocking a Chanel bag, you know, a Hermes bag, driving a Ferrari, uh, living in a penthouse, doesn't mean that you have to go broke trying to follow that lifestyle. That may not be for you. That is the life that they are living. It is unfair for this person to have to modify the way that they live, the things that they've worked for, the, the life that they have, so that these people that follow them don't feel a certain type of way about them or that they don't feel, you know, insecure about their own lifestyle or their own way of living. Be happy with what you have, too. I also think that that's important because we also we always want to blame those that are, you know, influencing some of those that are influencing them to do you know negative things. But at the same time, why aren't we talking about those that do influence them to do good? Because there's a lot of people out here on social media that are influencing people to do good with their life, to study, to, you know, invest in real estate, bitcoins, this, that, to get an education, to go to church. There's so many. There's platforms that teach you how to cook. There's so many platforms that teach you to do good and better for yourself. But we only want to attack those that are doing stupid things on social media. I think that as adults, as parents, and I know that it's very hard because at one point, I'm going to have to deal with that as well. I have two girls now. Eventually, maybe from here till when they're adults, Instagram and all these other platforms that we use now may not even exist. Maybe, you know, everything will be virtual. Who knows what the world will look like? But I think to a certain extent, it's unfair to, you know, judge these people for what they do. And I and I understand the influence that they have in the culture, the influence that they have. But I also think that it's important for us to know who we are. We got to do some self-work too. I don't think we can just blame. I've heard since I was growing up, the same thing they used to say back in the days. We've heard, you know, hip hop songs. We've seen movies. We've seen so many things that have so much violence. I can hear a song talking about bang, bang, bang. Okay. I'll just say, okay, it's just a song to me. It doesn't mean I have to take it into real life. So I think that the work really comes from home. The work really comes from your household, from your foundation. At home is where the work needs to be done. 
You can listen when you go outside, you can listen to all those things. But if you're raised properly, if you've been taught well, if you want better for yourself, because sometimes I feel like we can't just blame our parents. Our parents may teach us right, but we're the the hard headed ones that want to go in a different route. Well, life is going to teach you. You know what I mean? I also don't feel that in many occasions we see a lot of people talking about, well, the parents need to do this and the parents, maybe the parents are doing those things. But unfortunately, to a certain extent, parents don't get to be with the children 24 hours, you know, all all 24 hours in the day. They spend a lot of time in school. We don't know who our children are socializing when, when they're in school, what they're listening to, what they're doing in that space. So I feel it is unfair to also just blame a thousand percent you know, the parents for the children's behavior. There's just so much that that goes into this because we also have to understand that these platforms are made for adults. And yes, certain children have access to it after a certain age, but who should be held accountable? Should it be the platforms that are creating this? Like, should Instagram, you know, Facebook and all these other platforms be held accountable? All they're doing is just giving you a platform to showcase whatever it is that you want. If you follow the trend, that's on you. It is a very sensitive space because I've been judged so much. I've been judged for the way that I dance, that I affect the youth. I've been judged for the way that I behave on reality TV because it affects the youth. It affects the way that, you know, other women view their life or or the way that they are being portrayed you know, as a stereotype, I've been accused of blackface. I've been accused of, you know, I've been accused of so many things. I've been, I've been somewhat based off social media, the social media court, right? Held accountable for certain things that I'm like, I'm living my life and there's no guidebook on how to live your life. I've made many mistakes in my life and I'm still learning. I'm still growing. This is part of life. Like no one teaches you how to live. You go through the process. You go through the journey on your own. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We see women like Kim Kardashian and things like this. They promote, for example, now the bra with nipples, you know? Now all the women want to have hard nipples, and now it's a trending thing. Now this is becoming like the new trend, the new style. When they decided to do, you know, fillers and and the more, you know, like juicy lips, now everyone decided to do that. I understand because the amount of millions of followers that they have and the money that they have, that they are able to influence a culture, a whole generation based off what they're saying. But then again, here comes us. When do we take accountability for the things that we decide to do with ourselves? I've seen a lot of surgeons talk about, oh, well, I have a lot of, you know, women coming in here trying to have the chin of this person, the nose of that person, the mouth of this person, boobs. But they're trying to, you know, like do a puzzle of all these different celebrities to become this. I also see the other point of like, well, these celebrities are influencing, you know, society. They are the ones putting the quote unquote standards of beauty and making women, you know, and men feel insecure about their looks and who they are as a person, you know. It is so hard because, like I said before, I can see both sides. I don't know how to pick a side because to a certain extent, I work on the other side where I influence. I work on the other side where, you know, I have to take accountability and say that the things that I do post, the things that I do do at a certain, to a certain extent, yes, I get it. It does influence a lot of my followers. For example, when I first did I Song, which was like my first hit song, the Dominican Republic, I, back then, I felt super comfortable, and I still do, rocking my afro. And my afro was questioned in so many ways. Why is your hair like that? Well, because I'm black. Why is your hair, why does your hair stand up? Because it just naturally does. Just because society has accustomed us to seeing, you know, black women with straight hair, it doesn't mean that that naturally is our nature. So when I did it, I had to fight consistently to represent and talk about my hair and why I was like that. Then it was like, okay. Well, then now I'm just going to wear an Afro wig because it was just doing a lot of damage to my hair from one show to the other. You know, I didn't have enough time to treat my hair to make sure it looked perfectly. So I rocked the, I rocked the wig Afro. But even before rocking the wig Afro, me standing with the representation of what I wanted to see, of who I wanted to be, of who I was, me staying true to myself at that moment inspired other women, a lot of other women, and a lot of children, a lot of girls and boys to just rock their Afro, that became a statement. But then it also became a statement I had to fight. Because then out throughout the years, 
I've brought, you know, wigs and I've done all these other things. And I understood, obviously, it took me a long time to understand, you know what? My hair doesn't identify me. It's just part of who I am. My hair doesn't specify who I am as a person. It's just part of who I am. And just because I have, you know, braids on and I rock different wigs now, it doesn't mean I'm less black. It doesn't mean I'm less Afro-Latina. It doesn't mean I stand, my beliefs have changed. It just means that I put on a wig. You know, I, I am trying different looks. It just means that I am an artist and I should be able to be flexible with my looks. And I'm okay with that. But I didn't realize in the moment how a lot of my followers felt with these changes because I influenced them to a certain extent. I always like to say that because I don't want to oh, never feel responsible 100% for people's behavior the way that they feel because that's, you know, that's the way that you feel. I never realized how how impactful it was when I decided to start changing looks for me because I needed to do what's good, what was best for me. But a lot of people felt attached to that feeling. So when I started changing, they felt very upset. They started judging me. How could you do this? You have betrayed us. You da 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 da. I'm like, I still don't perm my hair. The afro is still there. After you know. 15 years of the same look, I just wanted to change and try something different. And I felt it was the worst feeling ever. And that's just one example of many, you know, I've changed looks throughout the years, different styles of clothes, a wardrobe, just I've changed, I've evolved, I've I've been exploring myself, the person. But at the same time, people get so caught up in these influencers and these celebrities and these people that they, they look up to that I think that they forget that they're also just human. And they're also learning and they're also exploring and their life is not perfect. No matter how Photoshop you see their life on social media, that's not truly what it is. And I'm telling you, cause I stand on the other side of it. I've seen it. I'm living it. I've, I'm around them. What you see is not always what it is. You know, I'm a fan of Beyonce, for example, and I'm sure that Beyonce has her bad days. I'm sure she has her days where she's uncomfortable, where she's tired, where she's over it, where she still has to be a wife, where she still has to be a mother because she's still a regular person. Even though we idolize these people, it doesn't mean that she may have not been, you know, maybe she was cramping, maybe her head hurt, but she still gets up on stage. She smiles. She gives you the best of her. But we can't forget that they're still human beings. We can't forget that they're still regular people that we have idolized, that we, the people, have given them this platform. We, the people, have given them this power. When we say that these influencers have all these millions of followers and now they influence society, they influence, you know, the next generation to come, they influence our children. We, the people, have given them those followers. You follow them. You give them that power. We see a lot of people doing a lot of stupid things on social media. You follow them. You sit there and you watch them. You give them views and likes. You add on to their power. So to, you know, when we see these people and we're over here judging them, you're talking about them. You talk about them. You criticize them. You follow them. You give them views. You share you like, like, We've created this monster of social media. We've created these monsters of influencers. We've created, we give them our money. We make them rich. We, we sacrifice our life, our time to give them this platform. But then we are upset when they influence our children. 
I think is important for us to also take accountability. I, like I said before, you know, life existed before social media. And I know that it, you can't take it away. But I also feel that when we're talking about children and teenagers and stuff like that, till they're 18 years old and they're in your household, you have that power. You have that control the best that you can. The best that you can means once you walk up into this house, that phone drops right there at the door, period. Like you make the rules and regulations. When you step out in case of an emergency, you have your phone. So that means that you will get to have your phone when you're out of here. When you're out of this house, you have a phone. So if in that time that you're not home, you watch some stupid stuff and you fall for it, that's that, right? Which, to be honest, you should be in school learning something. And as a parent, I also think it's important to be, you're in school. After school, you have you have soccer, you have basketball, you have violin, you have, you have so many things that by the time you get home, I need you to be exhausted. You need to be too tired that you don't feel like doing 20 TikToks before you go to bed. That's my opinion, right? As a parent now, that is my opinion. You may have a different method. You may be so exhausted that you just don't care. Or you may be like, you know what? I can't avoid social media. My kid needs to have it. Or you know what? I want my kid. Whatever it is that works for you as a parent, judgment-free zone, that's what you do. But then again, you also need to make yourself responsible for the things that your child does. I plan on having my house regulations. You have a phone when you get out in case of an emergency. When you walk in here, phone, drop the phone in the lockbox. I'll give it to you in the morning. That's just what it is. You can use a computer. In the computer, you can somewhat, let's just say, right? iPad computer, you, res you put restrictions. You can use this. This is what it is. You remember back in the days when your mom used to look at you or your dad, you know what I'm saying? La chancleta, the wire, whatever it was. You knew you need to follow house rules, rules and regulations. There's no more rules and regulations. You know, a lot of people just do whatever they want. And, I'm, and I'm, right now I'm just talking about when it comes to social media influencers and the youth, right? I'm talking about the control that as parents you have over your children and the things that they can watch and can do. Once they step out of your household, I understand that there's a limit of things that you can do. But in your household, as a parent, communication should be key. Whatever it is that you need to be doing, then you go ahead and you do that for the protection and the safety of your kid. We're supposed to be here together as a unit, as a house, as a family. There's a difference between respect and fearing your parents. I need you to respect me. It's not about being scared. I need you to be able to be open with me and tell me, Mommy or Papi, mira, this, ha this is happening to me. I'm scared. This, they're bullying me. I don't know what to do. What should I do? There should be a space of, yes, I am your parent, but I also can be, I can be, I'm not. I can be your friend. What is happening? If your kids are so scared to talk to you, but they feel more comfortable to talk to social media, that's a problem. <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're exhausted from doing three, four jobs. Come home. Now you're exhausted. You don't feel like you have the time to communicate with your kid. Or you know what? You got it. Here's your iPad. I don't want to do it. If that's how you feel, which I respect and I understand because each is own judgment-free zone, let me know how life was for you growing up. I want to know all these things. Hobbies, exercise, socializing with friends and family, all those things have been modified. Your children spend, your, when I say your children, I mean it could be the children of this, of this generation of society. They spend more time on iPads, video games, than they do spending time with their family. You remember those at the house, sometimes your mom would just put on music and you guys would dance. You would sit down on Saturdays to watch Sábado Gigante with Don Francisco, wake up in the morning to watch Despierta America or whatever it may have been. A lot of that, the cultural aspect has been, you know, gone. It's, it's, it's banished. We can still save it. We can still save it, but the, the saving starts with us. We need to make those things happen. For example, sometimes I'm at home and I realize I've been stuck on my phone so long answering messages, talking about work, my real estate, you know, filming this, that all types of stuff. My girls may be at the crib and it's been an hour and I've been stuck on my phone and I realized and I'm like, oh, no, I dropped the phone, turn it off. I don't care who's calling me. This is my family time. This is my 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 mother time. This is my me time. And it's not just because of my girls, because I spend, you know, 24 hours with my girls, but it could even be my mother. You know, my mother and my father are elderly people at this point in life. You know, they're already past their 60s. This is just the way that life is. And I realize sometimes I'm spending more time, you know, on my phone than really enjoying their presence, enjoying their company. 
Because at one point, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is they no longer will be here. And my phone will still be here, but they won't. Where do my priorities stand at? You know, those things are important. You need to realize what exactly is your priority. I don't know. As much as I blame social media for the way that they have influenced our children, the next generation, even ourselves, because today's topic is not really as for adults per se, right? I remember growing up, my mother me tenía harta. I was so over her because I was like, yo, I don't have no like freedom. And, you know, like my freedom, which I didn't realize it back then, my freedom was dancing. She's like, after school, you have dance classes. And then on Tuesdays, you have acting classes. And then on no sé qué día, you have modeling classes. And then you have etiquette y protocolo. You get to learn how to, you know, eat in a table. You have to learn, you have this and you have that. And then you also have, you know what? You've never tried an instrument. What instrument do you want to try? Okay, well, then now you're going to try the piano. You like the piano, you're going to try the guitar. She had me so busy. I didn't realize that the girls that were like 15 my age knew so much more than I did. Like there were a lot of things I didn't even know what to do or I didn't even know about sex, for example, or a lot of other things because I thought it was regular. I just felt like everybody had a busy schedule like me. Like when you go home, you must be caught up too because I know that when I go home, I have a thousand other classes and in these classes, there's a thousand other kids. So everybody must have the same schedule. So then later on, I realized, wait, no, that's just me. What do you do when you go home? Oh, you're just home? Oh, okay. So you don't have nothing else to do? No. Oh, okay. Me, I had Spanish classes. I had diction classes. I had, and that was another thing. My mom made sure, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I just know that my mom was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I always knew exactly what I wanted to do, but a lot of kids don't know what they want to do. So if they don't know what they want to do, then as parents, you have to give them the space to do those things. And that means, how about maybe you were, maybe you had the, all the ability of being the best soccer or tennis or whatever, or the best painter, but because no one ever gave you, they exposed you to those things. You've never explored that side of you. Keep your kids busy. Boundaries are important. Communication is important. You are the parent. You choose. Stop blaming social media for the way that your children are being raised, because if they're stuck on TikTok all day, who pays for that, for that cell phone bill? Who pays for that internet? You do. You take control, you take charge, you create the schedule, you create the discipline, you create the family time. All I'm saying is find that balance, find that space. It's important for us to take responsibility and accountability for the way that we raise our kids, for, for their self-esteem, their self-image, for all those things. And yes, we know that the world influences, but no one influences more your life than your parents. No one has more influence in your life than the things that they see in their household when they come home. I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't know if I'm right. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. But whatever it is, let me know. Give me your opinion, okay? Let, give me your opinion on the YouTube, on the review, wherever it may be. Trust me, I'm going to be right there to check it out. Anyways, with that being said, today's topic was about social media influencers and youth. And I hope that you guys learned something today or that you connected with me in any shape, way or form, because I know that I'm passionate about this topic because I am on both spectrums of this conversation. And I always want to be a positive influence to society and to the world and to women. And I want my daughters to be proud of me. 
So if I'm doing it wrong, let me know. If I'm doing it right, let me know too. Anyways, thank you so much for being part of Exactly Amara. Make sure to find me on YouTube. Catch my show by searching for Michael Cultura Podcast on YouTube and clicking on Exactly Amara. Follow me on Instagram at Amara La Negra, A-L-N. Amara La Negra, A-L-N. This is a production of iHeart's Michael Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.